Uh, kick it, pals. <laughs> <laughs> Afternoon all. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, Throwing the Power. My name is Frank. Mine's Tom. I'm Marcus. And I'm Chris. And today we're talking about Bend It Like Beckham, the Hi, 2002 Marcus. film. <laughs> For, uh, Inc. <laughs> nice to see you. <laughs> Are we doing Christopher Walken impressions already? Have I no, missed? Am I, no. have I, what have I missed? I, it's sad that I our impressions are so bad that you think those are our Christopher Walken impressions. He added an extra syllable in his own name. It just threw me for a sec. For Rank. For Rank. Marcus. <laughs> what movie are we talking about, What Frank? are we doing, pal? So this is the podcast, Throwing the Power, the podcast where we talk about movies. We debate it. You love it. You hate it. We all uh, have a good time and swirl around in the middle and see what we come out with. Mm. Um, today we're talking about Bend It Like Beckham. I think I've already said it. We are, Shouldn't actually. we say you love it, you hate it, what did you rate it? <laughs> that is the catchphrase, but. It's a nice bit. That's not a bad bit. That's a good bit. That's just something for you for free, Frank. Don't worry. Free of charge. <laughs> you are the writer of the group. Yeah. So this is a 2002 oh, film. Everyone be warned. <laughs> it is. I, I chose this film uh, topically because we're in the middle of the Women's World Cup currently and I think it's what a great time to talk about this movie. Fantastic. In soccer? <laughs> oh, the baseball's here. No, yes, that's, that's, that's the it. soccer. The soccer? <laughs> Football, respectfully. Resp- soccer to me. All right, let's do it. Soccer oh, to me. Damn it. I know very little about sport. That may shock some people who are dedicated listeners. Such Except a baseball. For baseball. I love baseball. For? As we know. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Only when vampires play. Supermassive black. Jesus. We rate on Cole. 11. Goal. Rate out of 11. Rate? Yeah, why do we rate out of 11, Tom? The number of extra teeth that Kira Knightley has. Oh, that's <laughs> awful. <laughs> An actress I love. <laughs> Sounds like it. Very toothy. Let's be real. She has the toothiest, most Gosh. dentate performance. She has a very Julia Roberts <laughs> wide smile. Sure. Let's say that. Julia Roberts yeah, respectfully. Better. I, I actually pictured some sort of like deformity. <laughs> Steve Buscemi. <laughs> yeah. Steve Buscemi's are like attacking each other. <laughs> yeah. Kira Knightley's, Knightley's somehow are like all in lockstep together. Like they know the deal, but she well has My gosh. so many teeth and it's, uh, look, it's incredible. She, every time she smiles, it's arresting. Fish are friends, not food. <laughs> You're Bruce nice. smiling. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, funny Nemo. It's Very good. good. Uh, so quickly just um, Better Like Beckham, directed by Gorinda Charter, starring Kira Knightley and Paminda Nagra. Yes. Who I know from nothing else. Yeah. I, think, I mean, she's she's been working. I checked the credits. Obviously, she's been working consistently. I think she pays the bills acting, but it's pretty hard to beat this. This is a The big, residuals from this must be pretty good. It's similar to, was it Pia Miranda? Um, yeah, looking for Alabama. Yeah, I think they not sort of bended like Alabama. Not a dissimilar no. movie. Yeah, no, like it's, it's not. Kind absolutely. of got that that overlap. They sort of hit their stride with that, and then they stayed consistently and worked, but they never really sort of took off from there. Mm-hmm. Whereas Kira Knightley went gangbusters, and Indeed, yeah. which is just so shocking to me. So, Marcus, I we, all, I mean, for the listener, we all know personally that you're a huge fan of Kira, and can you tell us why? She just makes me so mad, Frank. Mm. Tell me mad, just crazy in mad, love. Just yeah. mad. You're mad for her. Word. I'm hearing it. You love it. Keep mad going. TV. <laughs> I just she look. She's a stunning girl. She looks. She looks great, um, especially in film. And that's it. <laughs> yeah, I think in that's, real life, fuck. I think that's all she brings. I'm. I'm gonna say it. I put it out there, and you can hate me for it. Okay, wow. you okay. listeners, you you out there who blindly like her for people whatever, are kicking the door down. As we speak. She does just, bring a lot of face to her roles. Yeah, sure. 
Why? Because she loves to no pull faces. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say she's a subtle actress. Oh, really? Here's the moment where we might have to just like very quickly pump some brakes because people might not be aware of this because it's an unknown thing. <laughs> she is 16 in this movie and I think she she came out onto the scene so quickly, right, and so me. But, yes. Was this it? Did this? This, this was- really pushed her out there and people were shocked. They're like, that girl's how old? And it's like yeah. she was she was 16 filming well, this. Well, that's crazy. I did yeah. not know. And, so, so, and also Pat Minder is 26? Yes, there's 10-year age gap Whoa, between them. really? Yeah, and they're she looks, different. yeah, she looks quite young. And, huh. like, and Jonathan Reese Myers is in between them. He's like 24. Four or something. I don't oh, know. yes. As a, as a plot point, he is in between them. You're right. Yeah. Nice. Um, but yes, <laughs> uh, there is that thing of, of like Kira Knightley being is still to this day, she's only 38. Like she feels like someone who's been with us forever. She's had That's two so pretty solid decades mm. and she's not in her 40s yet. Like she's, she's really, I think, hit iconic status regardless of your feelings about her. And I understand people's feelings about the – I can't remember his name and I feel awful and I, I hate doing this but I might look it up in a sec. But there's a gentleman on the uh, Auntie Donna podcast who does an incredible impersonation of her and it's what I now base my – like where he just grits his teeth. And t- oh, it's lovely. Oh, dear. Oh, no. <laughs> I couldn't. No, so he does a good impression and you – Mine's, ter- mine's yeah, terrible yeah, but course. I basically got on him. His name is uh, – can you read it for me? Sorry, the friend Patrick Dernan Silva, very very funny man on the um, Auntie Don podcast, and it's it's phenomenal how well he nails it. Now I again kind of like going back to a conversation we had ages ago about um, uh, Kirsten Stewart in Twilight. Mm, I think Kristen's. if someone is doing Kristen rather, if she if someone is doing something and really committing that much, regardless of if you think it's good acting or bad, there's something there. If someone does yeah, a Kieran Knightley impression, uniquely who yes, they are. you yeah, know yeah. what yeah, they're doing. Again, right. I agree that it's kind of like, but like, there's a universe in which uh, to go to the one we can always I? jump on. Christopher Walken this is, is a the guy. Big, this is a big topic. This is a big topic. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. We were talking and doing the intro and talking, about, and then Tom goes, "Can I just say something?" And you've been speaking for four <laughs> I minutes. Just say, I just wanted to say something. Is that okay? Some things. I should have added an S on the end. Yeah, you should always add an S no, on the end. It's still the one thing. Exactly. It's just drag. Walken, it's all just piling in You're together. Right. I'm sorry, Frank. What did you have to say about? Well, yeah, I don't think it's like I think it's weird that she's everyone's raving about her being attractive. Good take. Good take. She and they make the joke in the movie that she looks like a boy. They're like, "Who are you making out? You saw you making out with this boy on the street." It's Kira Knightley, and they're having a cuddle. May I bring it to everyone's attention that we have yet to score. This film will uh, say who likes. Should it we start it? again? I don't think that's necessary. No, I think at this point we should just swing into it. So yeah, we should shout your name if you like the movie. Tom Marcus. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> now we've established that. Okay. Give us some numbers. Uh, all right. Me. I'm a. I'm a five point seven. Oh, that's really low. Quite low. That's a. That's a, just above. Hmm. In fact, lower than a six. So I don't even know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh no. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to come across as, as contradictory in this, I think, and and probably a hypocrite, but I still like this film. I do. I know I do. I How many have times it. have you seen it? Too many. Oh, like a lot. Yeah. Two, Absolutely. three. And many. I think this was one too many watches for me this time around. So. God, okay. Anyway, 5.7. Tom? 7.7. Okay. A little bit higher. And uh, why? I'm, like, Give me a succinct Tom answer. A succinct Tom answer? <laughs> Paradoxical. Frank, Frank just 
ate his upper lip somehow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's a, a very engaging film for what it is. I think it has its inherent, like, limitations. I don't love sports movies for the most part and <laughs> soccer's, yeah, Football. thrilling. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was a bit offside. And that's anyway. time, Chris. <laughs> I believe the... Soccer, or in this case, football terminology is a brace, two. What does that mean? So you've got you're giving it a two. Yeah. Okay. What is a brace? What, God, is it a leg brace? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? No, Lord of the Rings. Oh, I've got a brace of conies. Just holding up two rabbits. Must be an English terminology of some. Yeah, that might just be a Tolkien thing. <laughs> <laughs> Someone Google it. What does a, a new word a to brace mean? mean? I'm, yeah, Brace of Conies, oh. I know that reference, but I didn't oh, know it was two. I just thought it was yeah. I never, never whole. took it as a word and thought about it. I'm, I'm going to give it a, what did you get, 5.7? Yeah. I'm going to go 5.4. Just under. I feel like I'm very I'm very close to liking it. And Chris, you're a two? Yeah. He's way off. Yeah, okay. No, 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 this is, it's pretty broad. Chris is going back to classics. Yeah, standard Chris sort of score. Stay yeah. low, baby, stay <laughs> low. Interesting. We should call Chris Shorty because Shorty get low. Shorty. What? That's fun. <laughs> Firstly, Tom's like, we should cut that. This film. <laughs> I think you're making your own decisions there, Frank. Go on, Marcus. Oh, wow. Trying to have a good time. This film was hugely representative for many reasons, mm-hmm. um, culturally, and, um, and it did. It was hugely impactful for women in football or soccer, as you all know it is. Um, I think we the, should make a decision. We're just going to say soccer. We've got to call it soccer. There's football in Australia. Sorry, 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 sorry. Okay, yes. So soccer. Um, and in the UK when this film came out, there was a huge influx of people, of women, um, applying to play the sport. Um, this was huge and, and stupidly impactful for women. It was great. It was good stuff. As far as films go, it's a bit too sitcom-esque for me to love it more. It's cl- it's full of tropes. It's very cliched writing. It's not overly um, uh, thought provoking. It has some weaker moments. Kira Knightley, <laughs> <laughs> of all things, do I need to say more? <laughs> um, and is it Nagra, the, uh, the leading girl? What's her first name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, she's Paminda. Yeah, she's great. Last like, name Nagra. Yeah. Super endearing. She's very talented. Um, she carries the film, I think. She really is. She's very good. She's great. In this. Um, and it's a good film. And I have watched it multiple times and, and do enjoy it on a very light, fluffy level. That's it. That's, that's all it is to me. I think really. the film has a lot of limitations. Like we know it's a low-budget film, mm. three and a half million pounds, roughly six million American. So it's like... It's very low budget, very small, and you can you can kind of tell like a lot of the action sequences, a lot of the the soccer scenes are just really badly cut together because a lot of them can't really play soccer. They're trying to make it look exciting and it's tricky cool. because first of all, it's soccer. Yeah, okay, all right. <laughs> which <laughs> is a which is a hard sport to it's convey. Love, it's a love or hate sport, but it is the no. World I, game for I think it's a great sport. It's the world's game. That's what they say. Hmm. I agree. Huh? Can, would you believe me if I said that the soccer demonstrating this, the skills, are actually some of the best in any soccer movie I've seen? She's the man is better than this. Don't you fucking dare. <laughs> you 
Thank you for censoring What, you're going to come to Keira Knightley and Amanda Bynes in the same episode, oh, Marcus? Oh, God, I bit my tongue. Are you trying to get us killed? <laughs> uh, She's a man's terrible, Pum, but go on. I disagree with that, but Parminda uh, is fantastic. Her And Kira's mm. soccer skills in this movie... The they, did do, they did a lot of training. The story goes that when she's hanging up the laundry and she bends the ball around the laundry, that was the very first time they ever tried it on, on the shoot. Really? And that she's just like done it. And the second she did it, everyone was like, fuck yeah. Like she actually pulled it off. She <laughs> yeah. bent the ball immediately. Like they'd been training for weeks, but she was just able to do it. And they're like, oh, cool. We'll, we'll have this in the bag. And yeah, you see them, them showing it off in a way that I think is pretty compelling for a sport that sucks. I think <laughs> I, I think one thing criticism I think one thing to say is <laughs> Kira Knightley despite her talent and her training she can't run she cannot no, run no, no, on no. camera they edited around her quite well I think yeah really and like you see her kick the ball a bit and do a few little tricks and things like she's not uncoordinated okay, but she's not okay do you go again Kira <laughs> <laughs> try it again try it again energy up energy up yeah no it's fine but it did make seventy six million to go back to the budget. Wow. Yeah, like a very successful film for a tiny little hugely successful, very unexpected for its topic, for the sort of cultural As we know, soccer. Of Who cares? Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, it was big in the, the States. It came out in the States a little later. It came out in like two thousand three when it already came out. You know, in the UK and elsewhere, and you know they wanted to change the name because no one knew who David Beckham make was. Make it like Mia or something. Like they wanted something to call, like, who was so it, there who was an American, yes, female an soccer American player. soccer player, and they're like, "Oh, call it Make It Like Mia," because we all love this American soccer player called Mia something. And they were like, "Ah, uh, no, we're not going to do that." Well, you can't. It. How do you get around the whole first scene where they're watching David Beckham play oh, soccer? Because I mean, <laughs> it would be so expensive to reshoot that because the graphics in that scene were just <laughs> This oh, is- I mean, considering that we had Jurassic Park come out in 1994, whose visuals are flawless, and yet in the in the scene where they're superimposing her face over someone else's in some footage, oh, they couldn't just get her on a and bounds. They're making in CGI is, progress. Yeah. They Jesus had the Christ. why didn't they just get her on a soccer field? They had the 20 ton uh, puppet version of her, which they tried to film, and it just didn't work. <laughs> didn't quite. <laughs> <laughs> the rain and the water made it really heavy for the animatronics. Yes. Everyone knows that. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, looks, it does look like crap. This movie in general doesn't look great. Again, probably it is low biggest, budget. It is low yeah, budget. Probably one of my biggest criticisms oh, is it's just for like Jonathan Reith, my the <laughs> Yep. That's his name. Who? <laughs> that's one I stumbled on it. Now imagine Jonathan if you had eleven Reese. extra teeth and you were trying to talk normally. Like yeah. that's the struggle that's, that she that's has. <laughs> just Okay, let's go. Let's go with. We all like to have a His laugh. His eyes look great. That's a terrible <laughs> Kira Knightley, and you should feel embarrassed. <laughs> I wasn't trying. Okay, but um, yes, you remember he's when we all first had mobile phones that had cameras in them, and you'd take photos at night at parties? Mm-hmm. Is, there like, is, is that like a Nokia you've been walking around with for the last yeah, it's seven years? In Chris's defence, he's got still a new rough phone. It. He's upgraded. Go on. Uh, but good. there is a scene shot at night in this film and you can see the grain of the camera mm. struggling to film <laughs> at night. I'm like, what the fuck this is, is going on not here? not an amazing-looking movie. Obviously, the low budget accounts for some of that, but I also agree that it's just a bit pedestrian in the way it's directed. It's not particularly... Uh, there are movies made about sport when I'm not a sport person that I get 
caught up in and like, oh, wow, they've made that look very kinetic and very involving. Yeah, not so much here. Like most of the time I'm like, ah, whatever. Like well, the big, this is the sports part. Well, let's say the second biggest game of this film in Germany. Was, it was the one in Germany. Yeah. It's, but it's it's an invitational. There are no stakes to this game whatsoever. Also comes out of nowhere. I hmm. think the soccer storyline is weakened by there not being a lot of they, – they don't really kind of uh, establish or give enough, like, exposition for it of what's happening moment to moment. And then he'll just show up and be like, we're going to Germany. you got to come. And it's like, wait, what the fuck happened? And then they lose. And he's like, ah, oh, well, better not – whatever. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, better not. Great, great. Thank you very much. But I feel like that's the point. Like, if they had raised the stakes for the – if they were playing in the A-League, whatever it is, like, they just raise the stakes of what team she joins – the film is ten times better <clears throat> because the decision for her to be like, oh, I can be a soccer player, and her family are like, no, you can't. It was like, well, no, she can't. She's playing in a like a community league. Really, she's not making money from it. It seems like they're just why did why make a world class? You have the Disney ending where everyone yeah. gets scholarships, scholarships for everyone. We'll go to the US. Hey. Yeah. They could have. They could have very easily just done that with like, oh, she's already successful here, and she becomes pro. Yeah, yeah. look, it's, it is heavily flawed. It, it's a very, it's a <laughs> crowd pleaser. The reason it was a shocking success is because it's a pretty inoffensive take on what it's doing, and I think under those level, Marcus said before, sitcom. Yeah, it's pretty broad. Like mm. even the the treatment mm. of directed by a uh, you know a Punjabi woman mm. and and dealing with those sorts of is it written and directed things. by the same person? E- written by two other people as well. Like she yeah. had co writers, yeah, but yeah, she she yeah. wrote it uh, and like you know brings her own sort of perspective and and insight into it. But there is some degree to which it's like it's very broad across like across the whole spectrum it's mm. not just broad the the indian characters but the british characters with the british mother of um of uh, Keira Knightley's, yeah. you know sort of thing yeah. um, and girls can't play soccer yeah. yes and that mm. you must be gay and that it's the worst thing in the world that you could possibly be gay and it's played for laughs but it's also kind of just like ah oh, yeah you know the, some of these conflicts feel a little and the villain i think for 2002 it's doing a pretty good job of at this point opening they, a conversation yeah have they covered um, British Indians in a lot of films at this point, like no, in, not, in a, like a Western sort of setting. I don't think so, and I think that's kind of what it gets props for, and for doing it in yeah. a way that I think allowed for a lot of white audiences for it to be accessible. And mm. to this day, I, I don't know if that's necessarily a great metric. Like, why are people like this? But like, it's definitely <laughs> yeah. something that I think she did a pretty good job of making a broad accept and like it's, quadrant. And it's, it's very easily funny, yes. you know. Like, they're I guess poking fun at themselves and their own culture and their own stick-ups. A bit like My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Incredibly yeah. relevant. Yeah. yeah Very similar comparison. I, sort of what my, maybe what I don't like about the film is that I still feel like they're playing caricatures of um, Indian housewives at the time yeah. and stuff. It seems but a bit it, over the top. Absolutely it does, but most of the characterization feels a little over the top. Yeah. I feel like sure. a lot of the writing is a little 2D. Yeah. It's really great you brought that up. A lot of the soccer special effects are 2D, you know, like, but that's. (laughs) The poster of David Beckham, (laughs) 2D. Okay. Um, The, uh, yeah, My Big Fat Greek Wedding uh, is a movie that came out the next year and is one of the biggest box office smashes ever. Like a movie that will, it will never happen again, be replicated where a movie that costs like $6 million just every weekend was like, this movie more people are coming to see and it's about, 
a Greek family and a woman who wants to marry a white guy or an American guy mm. and there's, like, conflict over whether lamb is meat or not. Like, that's <laughs> the movie. It's okay, I make lamb. No, it's okay, I make lamb. Which is like um, the, the ugly girl trope. Yes, in there when like she's not that ugly. Takes her glasses Absolutely. Off, it's stunning. It's, you need oh to get married. You're gosh. getting old. Aiden and from like, Sex and the City is the main guy. Yes. And he's kind of ugly. I, I think he is very charming. But, yes, My Big Fat Greek Wedding is a very similar time frame and it's a similar thing taking off in the US. Um, but it's a pretty remarkable film to have done as well as it did and I'm very much going to take, like, the scope of someone in the US who doesn't give a fuck about distinctions at this point but obviously right on the heels of 9-11 for people to be going watching movies. Obviously Indian people had nothing to do with 9-11, you know, <laughs> but, like, a lot of people in America didn't give a fuck. They saw someone with brown skin and they were like, absolutely not, I don't want that in my movies. And for a movie... 18 months removed from that to be doing as well as it did and mm. being about culture clash but then cultural sort of acceptance and and uh, uh, not assimilation so much as, uh, you know, sort of coming together. You know, it, I think it's a really, really pretty great film for its time. I just find it really charming. Like I, I, I don't – there's nothing about this movie yeah, that – sure. while it's on, I'm just like this is very enjoyable. It's obviously not a great film for me. I don't have a lot of nostalgia tied up in it even though I watched it like 12 years ago I guess. But, mm. yeah. I, I think yeah. it's nice. It's very pleasant. I think, like the like you said, the the it's kind of broad strokes. It's funny ish. the The storyline is somewhat heartwarming. Like it's it's a mid strength beer in terms of a film. It's like yeah, it's 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 a film. Kind of a nice way to describe it. It's not but a bad yeah, way. It's, it's unoffensive. You could drink it. Yeah, like str- very straightforward. It's the Frank sure. Kerr of movies. I agree. Does anyone else have? <laughs> It's he's, been a rough night for he's Frank. Had a, and, he's had enough. And the thing is, like, I love him so much we as much as so I love much. all you guys. But I just think it's his time. <laughs> uh, Anything to say? But, to that also, thing. talk about uh, Ben and I Beckham, like, breaking boundaries. You've got Amit Chana as the gay best friend as well. That's not been seen really, especially in the Indian culture. It's pretty impressive. Pretty, pretty telling that they were like, we cannot have this come out in the movie. They're like, we can't have it revealed that he's gay. There's just no way around that, which I think is is the movie just accepting its own limitations, that it's like the the characters in this movie. Yeah, but for the audience it comes out. It does oh, for the course. audience. Yeah. But I mean yeah. as in for the Indian parents at the yeah, time. That's it's like if we're they've gonna, already done, they've if, been through enough. They, yes. Their girl plays soccer. Well, if we're going to push how conservative this is, that there's going to be a scene where the parents of Pinky's fiancé come to the house because they think they've seen her sister kissing another boy. And they're My like, now you can't. favourite subplot. I, I think it's so awful how they do, how the movie does make the culture the villain. In that, and that's the broadest, like most cartoonish villainy thing. Weddings right? off. Like, oh, yes, and you're just like, the fuck are you talking? About? And like, I'm mm. not going to be naive and say that something like that couldn't happen, but it does in this sort of movie feel a little like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, I think if it was, I mean, if it wasn't directed by, an Indian woman, or you would just be like, no, there's no chance. Like, oh, no way. We'd it almost seems offensive if it was. We feel that else. as so broad, and instead we just kind of go, I'm not saying that's impossible, yeah. but I am thinking that there is some. 
that that there's that you've you've introduced a bit too much of a contrivance there for yeah, it to yeah. be, because it's even even it if is. we say that's yeah. a real thing that could happen we're going okay so you happen to have those parents drive by two girls who are laughing with each other and they think that's a girl kissing yeah, another boy yeah. and that it's like it's too much it's too convoluted Correct. for it to feel effective you've already anything. got enough things happening that are impacting yeah. the family and their relationships and, and the dynamic and, and the story. Yeah. Mm. It, you didn't need that extra bit. I, I, I forget because I've seen it maybe twice before when I was younger and even watching it this time, kind of that scene happens and it takes me a bit to catch like, oh, wait, so the wedding's off? Like that's not what I get from that scene. I get from that scene that they're just kind of like, we just want you to be more careful with your daughter, not like your daughter cannot marry our yeah. son now. And I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, you know, it's it feels incredibly severe, especially for a moment that you're like, well, they're going to go back on it. Like it's not like that's a – so what's that scene for if 20 minutes later they're going to be like, oh, actually don't worry. Because so. the, the attendance at the wedding is the big issue. For the whole film. Yeah. Oh, well, I've, I've got, that's my final. No, it's the wedding day. That That's the mm. meeting of forces in the film. So that Yet it can 20 be. 20 minutes beforehand, yeah. oh, the wedding's off. That's uh, a good point. Oh, so is it important or not? Because mm. it's not being treated as important right now. Yeah. yeah. And then it's, also, so, it's also important for the, the, the dad specifically. Then at the wedding day is like, Jess, you've got to go play soccer. And like sneaks her out essentially. Like, oh, a point of redemption for the father figure. It all sort of. Comes to fruition, I guess. Him to fruition? He's so great. In the this. dad's great. Him watching her play for the first time oh, is beautiful. absolutely wonderful. It's a really beautiful scene. Mm. The dads the dads really get away with it in this movie. Same as yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Frank. The, the mums get. Okay, they his dad in this. Whose name is Frank something. Frank I feel Kerr. awful. Could it might be Frank. Frank. Yeah. It's like no. it, he's, the, he's dog. Frank from, Harper. Frank Harper. He's dog from Lockstock, Two Smoking Barrels. Yes. He's the gangster and that is the only other thing I know him from where yep. he's just like really brutal. <laughs> and yeah, he's yeah. like absolutely fucking people up in that movie. And this yeah, way he's yeah. like, oh, come on, just let her be who she wants. You know, it doesn't matter, really, does it? And you're just like, yeah, what a nice guy. And Juliet Stevenson as the mum, she's she's pretty funny. Someone who pretty good. I always think I've seen in other things and I looked her up afterwards and was like, nope, just this. Oh, really? Yeah. What I else? thought the same thing too. I never, I didn't know that up. No, I'm just but... kind of like she looks familiar uh-huh. and yet I think she just kind of She's iconic in this, being very interesting. And look, I do kind of agree with what Frank said earlier. About twenty minutes ago, I was like, "Oh, her being so homophobic about a daughter." But like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's played for a cheap laugh. But I guess it is true that in the early two thousands, a daughter being a lesbian is is even in like white European culture is pretty taboo. But like, yeah, I think there's there's a lot of stuff that plays out in here that's broad. There's a lot of stuff that's very charming. The relationship between um, Juliet and Jess is is wonderful. Do you know what I think is sorry to just digress. No, 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 no. Do you know what I think is not charming? Every time they score a goal in the football games, soccer games, we just agreed on that. Is the post goal celebrations. <laughs> I'm converting. Yeah. I'm a football yeah. fan. What are, uh, you what didn't are the like post goal celebrations. No, I hate them. Oh, yeah. Every time like it was like <laughs> just came out of nowhere and like doing an organized dance or we all slide or someone does a flip. It was like, hey, remember how sometimes in, in soccer they do this? We're gonna do it every time. For the, I mean, they kind of do it every time. Yeah, but every, it's a game where there's like every time one goal different. scored every game. Like, fuck, what a boring. If you're lucky. I know. Frank draw, is just nil threatened or, about someone else that can do a backflip. Let's, let's not beat around the bush here. Sam Kerr. Get out. The world. 
game. This world deserves yeah, to die. It's, a, it's, it's an exciting game. I have game. become Death Destroyer of Worlds. It's a game of extremes. I get it. Nil all draw. When it's big, wow. it's big. Oof. <laughs> My gosh. It was the beginning. It was the lead up to the World Cup when this movie came out, though, correct? This was leading In towards. 2002? Yes. I believe yep. there was a World Cup that was in the offing and it was why this was such a big thing. And it was kind of the push in the early 2000s in America for, well, we have baseball in the early 20th century. The zeitgeist has been basketball for the last, you know, little, little while. Obviously they've had gridiron and, and whatnot. But they're <laughs> like, why don't we? Gridiron. Gridiron. Yeah. Yeah. Continue. <laughs> what a funny name. But, yeah, the idea that soccer might take off in the US in the early 2000s, I remember being a big thing. Um, Beckham playing for well, the it, LA it, Galaxies, didn't he, for a while? Yeah, and now he owns a team. Yeah. But it is it is taken off. It has taken off. It's, done, it's doing now? in terms of yeah. Okay. Money. Now they're right. fine. They're fine. It's, and yeah. and cricket has now just made it. That's wild. To but there was certainly a time in the early mid 2000s I remember people being like that's it. It's going to take America by storm and Americans were like no thank you. Like it did not take America by storm and it was not Wait, a, what didn't, sorry? Soccer. Soccer is bigger in the US than most countries now. now. Yeah, yeah, not course, in the early from like, it, like this was the anticipation yeah. of this could happen. And now they they're top of their game there too. Sure. And now you're getting like women in football in soccer. Sorry, mm-hmm. what are we, we just from say? a big big jump? No, no, sorry, <laughs> sorry. There's a big jump from what was in the last couple of years. You know, you're getting eight to nine thousand people turning up to watch a game, Damn. and this World Cup, you're getting seventy five thousand kicking goals. Just well, boom. no doubt, kicking a goal. It's yeah. a big leap, and it took a long time. I think but so. Like, yeah, I understand that. You know, I, I do understand the grub with the sport too. And they did okay. it with no hands. Impressive. No hands. I think it's a great game. Like I grew up playing it. Dad played it. It's fun. Indoor soccer, crazy. Crazy. That's when it gets real. <laughs> what? Walls? What? <laughs> Get out of here. More like mess. <laughs> and you bounce off them. I thought there was going to be a, a really subtle subplot payoff in the final scene because... Throughout the film, you've got the shots of the planes constantly flying over. We got mentioned that yeah, Dad works at Efro, and Mum used to work at Efro. In it, Efro in it. Uh, and then we, the final scene of the film, we're in Efro, and oh mm. my God, it's Bex and Posh yeah. walking up, and they are the worst body doubles I've ever seen on film. But that's They're okay. They're not that bad. They're not that bad. <laughs> They're not that good. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, I'm thinking yes. Dad's time to shine. He's going to take them, like, through secret tunnels in Heathrow and they're going to meet Bex. No, they just walked past. I went, ah. Oh. Yeah. That, I that feel like could if have this, been really... If this film had been made, like, not if it was a sequel, but, like, Beckham supports this film, thought it was great. If Not enough to be in it. No, well, that was before it was released, so it's like... <laughs> it's like that weird paradox of, like, if he'd seen it, he would have agreed to be in it. But it was too small. Weirdly, that's Vin that's Diesel and Winona Ryder walking through as the Bonnie Doubles. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Strange picks. Strange picks, but, I mean. You can no, see it. I can see it. Pinks with a, with a fuzzy, yeah. fuzzy lens. He's checking out the cars and she is stealing anything that's not <laughs> down. <laughs> this, was, um, this was pretty risky for an independent UK film as well because picking a, a player, a particular player like Bex. Yes was really, really risky because it well, alienates a huge audience immediately. Every That's other person who doesn't point. like his team. That's right. And, and what because if he, of how passionate they are. 
What if he hadn't had a great career? What That's if he right. had done something terribly shitty in the, yeah. in the public? There's lots of risks. Absolutely. It's- Pretty crazy to think that they just went, oh, you know what, Bex and Bennett like Beckham, sure, and then... But he was the England hope. captain, wasn't he, at the time? Oh, I couldn't tell you. I don't think he was. I, I don't think he was that... He was still sort of coming into... He was known. He was known. Yeah, but he wasn't... I mean, he's not world He's famous. not what he is now, it's, of course. No, but it was the He'd early... done the half... Go- he'd half, done the kick, the goal from halfway. I think... <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, guys. Sorry, Frank Tom. doesn't know sport too well. <laughs> We're carrying him here. What am I? Uh, what, is, what, what, what am I referencing? What am I referencing? Sorry. He's not wrong. The kick uh, from halfway. The kick from halfway. It's uh, the free goal. But the idea <laughs> the, is uh, <laughs> three pointer. The three. There we go. Got the foul. I don't know. So you don't even know called? what I'm talking about. The fly ball. And you get yeah, mad yeah. at me. All the ball in yeah. the fly. But the idea is that uh, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie are a different couple. But when they got together after Mr. <laughs> and Mrs. Smith and it inflated both their profiles, kind of a similar thing that happened with Beckham and Posh, like them coming together did increase like the tabloid thing around them. So I think this was kind of the beginning of, of him taking off, not just as a British, as a footballer, mm. soccer player, yes. but as like a tabloid. Yeah, fucking <laughs> Wow, we're all going to say football. I know. It's happening. Can I, can I ask though, has Beckham become in some ways kind of like Michael Jordan? where the reference point is like, it kind of, like, even if you don't like the Chicago Bulls, like, who the fuck's going to say, oh, fuck Michael Jordan? Like, no one's going to say that shit. No, right? The same as you're not going to say, oh, fuck Beckham, right? I don't like, think Beckham was At the as... time, maybe not, but now it's become like, no one sees that title and gets mad, right? God, have you heard him speak, though? Oh, yeah. Who? David, hey, Beckham. David Beckham, yeah. It's oh. not okay. He sounds like Kira Knightley. <laughs> if you want to be my lover, you've got to get with my friends. On the uh, on the on the Spice Girl uh, train of thought. Oh yeah, uh, Mel B. Sporty Spice is, mm, is name checked yeah. in this, and she has two terrible songs in the sound. Does track. she really? They yes, she does. Are rotters. I didn't realize that was her. Oh. I thought the soundtrack was know. very dated, but like I didn't know for she had the movie, included. yeah. I, didn't I think know she that. wrote some for it, didn't she? Yeah. That's very funny that they say like, I know she's. Why do that. you think Sporty's the only one without a bloke? And she's like, Yeah, I'll write some songs for this. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's to be taken into account too that they did have professional women footballers in yes, the cast most here of as the, well, which the... again, why I think the. The actual football displayed the skills is a lot better yeah. than what you'd see in a lot of other films. Yeah. It's just a shame that they couldn't film those skills <laughs> very well. I think. Yeah, the, it's, I, yeah, yeah, I don't disagree. I think the, there are moments where it's the editing for me. It's like yeah. they they pass it to the left and it sort of the ball comes in from a different angle than you're expecting. It just feels like the, the football p- played mismatch. in Ted Lasso is woeful. In what? Ted Lasso. No, Ted no, Lasso. Okay. Ted Lasso. Give him a break. He learned how to pronounce it. What's what it called? Ted Lasso. It is bad. They're better bad. at establishing. And that's a lot more money. They're better at establishing shots in Ted Lasso where you know what's going on initially and sure. then they'll bring it in. Whereas with this, it is just a montage of different girls kicking balls mm. where you then go like, where am I right now? Like what's the geography of what's happening? Yeah, it felt yeah. like a, a um, what are they called? Who are the guys? Prodigy? It was kind of like a Prodigy music video, like like made just for sort of MTV or something, just like people kicking balls didn't really matter, like the context of it. It, it felt, yes. Like a night commercial almost. Yes, yeah. sure. Yeah. Like yeah. an erectile sure. dysfunction. Oh, there, was some, there, was like, <laughs> you know? there was some Adidas sponsorship going on in this film. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Good brand though. Actually, sorry, just to go back, there are two songs by Victoria Beckham in the soundtrack, only one by Mel C. Okay. Okay. Posh gets in there, sporty. Wait. I think I said Mel C is sporty and scary as Mel B. Posh sang? 
Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. She was the best singer in the group. Don't. <laughs> Apart from David, oh, as shown earlier. Um, who else knows what's the name of the other, what's Ginger's name? Jerry Halliwell. Jerry Halliwell. And yeah. Babies is Emma. Bunton. Emma Bunton. Fucking hell. Well yes. done, boys. Really impressive. Yeah. I just, yeah. I could not have pulled all the names out myself. It is Bunton. A Bunting. Bunting. Baby Bunting. Which, <laughs> fucking hell. That's pretty good. Good. Which nice. were you? That's why it's called that. Sporty. You were sporty? Oh, Do you, come on, you? mate. You know the answer. Scary. Yeah. <laughs> which, were, <laughs> which were you, Chris? Baby. I was baby too. Wait, did you hey. see who I married? I was you baby. <laughs> you were. I don't know you if cuck spice yeah. was <laughs> an option. Whoa. Wow. Sorry. <laughs> don't we might, We might cut that. I'm sorry. Um, if Flick hears that. Yeah, so I, you could She'd be, be like, trouble. what's cuck man? Let's Flick, try loving husband. <laughs> Flick would absolutely leave me for Jonathan Rhys Myers. Yeah, well, really, and I, I wouldn't even care. Yeah. I'd be like, old skinny okay, Rhys Myers. Good for you. Why he has one of the worst on-screen kisses I have ever Don't seen. Don't disagree. He's got yeah. the same. Her full nose lick, full ends lick. up in his mouth. She's That's sucking horrible. on his yeah, chin yeah. for they some reason. They were out of time. They had one take, <laughs> and they just oh, fuck it. That'll do. End like, of the day, last take. Oh shit, we fuck. We ran out of time. What it we must got? have been something. Long, like that. long. Oh, um, cut. He's got the same appeal that Killian Murphy does now. Yes, but you know Killian I mean? Murphy's talented, and I would say. Oh, that. hang on. Yeah. Have you have you ever seen Shelter? Yeah, is it, no, I actually haven't. Is Killian Murphy talented? Are we sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I hadn't <laughs> considered that. <laughs> uh, you should watch Jonathan Reese in Shelter. Okay. With uh, not Timmy Moore, Julianne Moore. Okay. Um, I much prefer his cousin John Reese. Davies. Davies. Yeah, okay. I, did, I did have a moment. I was watching this the other night with Kath and I was like, oh, yeah, John Reese. Wait, what's happening? <laughs> like, I very nearly said John Reese. We dwarves are natural sprinters. <laughs> um, I've only ever seen him in a handful of other things and most of the time I find him pretty, yeah, insufferable. I don't think he's particularly good. I think sure. he's very well cast in match point. Do I haven't seen him in enough, so this yeah. is the thing. You seen, you seen have you seen him as Elvis? Uh, no, I heard he was in the Elvis really? mini series or made for TV movie. Really, yeah. he's better yeah. than Austin Butler. As, oh, yeah, as well, Elvis. obviously he's low bar, but like, I'm ki- <laughs> just upsetting him for no reason now. Um, <laughs> but he did the, it to himself. Yeah, um, but the I thought someone would like he's back me in. pretty good in Match Point. Um and most almost oh he was in one of the Mission Impossible's. Is he in Mission Impossible? This, oh, yes. Okay, this is not. Very interesting. So let's say I've never seen him be Irish in almost anything else, which is pretty mysterious. Like what else have you ever seen him in where he's Irish? And so I think this is kind of – people always used to say, oh, Colin Farrell's not a very good actor, but he's fine when you let him be Irish. And I'm like, fuck you, he's a great actor. He's just maybe a lot of the time more comfortable Irish. I don't think this guy's a very good actor, but he's better when he's Irish. Like he he's sure. pretty – he's in a pretty good just like mode here, just like coasting. And like, yeah. The oh, this is not uh, like a demanding role. For no, but yeah, I think he he kind of and like little tender moments. The moment with the scar, which by the way is a scar that the real actress does have. That's it's, real. That's a that's a moment that I found a little odd in the movie. And then when I read about it, I was like, that is one of those things that unfortunately the context gives it a better purpose. I think the scar in the movie is incredibly like, wait, why is that in the movie? And then when you learn the actress really has a scar and she had to wear shorts and it was an uncomfortable thing and she talked with the writers and directors and they were like, can we 
do something with this and can we I talk about it? I don't think that's specifically cultural. I don't think... I don't think it's a cultural thing. I think I, it's just as I'm in like curious. for the actor to mm. be like, I felt uncomfortable getting in shorts because of my scar. Oh, no, and what I mean by that is I, it's a weird scene to include. To, they make it cultural in the they film. Make they make it cultural. Like, yeah. Oh, you showed your bare legs. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. no, that's a thing. Like like the, the exposing your legs as a like... Punjabi Sikh definitely is okay. like not not particularly like you know there's very conservative sure. sort of thing going on there you know the mother says I never wore makeup until I was married right mm. you know there's there's mm. all that stuff mm. um, but yeah the way he shows his scar and she shows hers obviously very oh, I'll show you mine if show me yours but I thought it was good <laughs> and the line as well <laughs> thank you Chris he, he sorry I have to yeah. he makes her run laps of the oval and then she's there and she oh I've sprained my ankle and. No one's on the field. No one is near them. She could just drop to the ground right there. But he's like, oh, come over here and makes her move five metres off the ground (laughs) for no reason whatsoever. Remind me, is it middle of a game? No. No, he's just training. Oh, well, then that makes sense. Come over here. Come over here. (laughs) Why? What's wrong with right here? Yeah. That's good heavens. But there's also. It's a cruel joke almost. (laughs) The scene that, and not to get into the whole Irish thing, but I think it is uh, pretty interesting, is when she, during a game, she gets scruffed by someone um, and called a packy. Yes. And she's, like, furious because obviously, like, awful thing um, for someone to to throw that at her and, and, you know, she fights back and then she gets red carded, um, which I believe means she's MVP. Is that how soccer works? Yep. Um, 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 Too late. <laughs> Set him up. You I don't want to play because you, it was, if it's a different key, it's going to sound bad. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You're so right. Could we get multiple keys? I think Tom and I nailed that. Yeah, I think it was amazing. Um, she, yeah, gets red carded and sent off. And then afterwards she talks to Jonathan Reese uh, Myers and she says, you wouldn't understand, would you? But she called me a packy. And he goes, Jess, I'm Irish. Of course I understand. Which and wasn't in the original script, as you know. He improved it. Yeah. And it is a, a moment that I think... And again, I, I I want to be delicate here because I'm not English, and you know, I, you know, there's no, all. No, this is Kenneth Branagh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a topic but, uh, you should cover right now, Tom. Yes, definitely. Um, <laughs> just basically to say that, like, there may be people who would see that and go, "I don't know if that's the same thing," and it's not. But it's a distinction without too much of a difference. Where it's like the point that the director made was. When she and her family first moved to England, she would see signs in restaurants and she would see signs in in different establishments and it would say, no blacks, no Irish, no dogs. And she's like, yeah, like as much as obviously the way the Irish have been treated by the British has been horrendous for a long time. Mm. And while there's always some sort of discussion about like, well, what's the distinction or what's the specifics of this treatment and this prejudice? Yeah, the fact that he does go like, You've got to understand that, of course, I've had shit thrown at me as well. I'm Irish. Like, you know. It might not be at the same level. Yes. And it's, yes. Yeah, that's exactly. It. And who's had it worse? It's like, yes, well, that's not, yes. really, and that's I, not the conversation that's right. we're it's having It's a right moment now. where just for a second you go, hmm. And then you go, no, yeah, I get it. Yeah, it flicked yeah. through my brain too. Yes. 100% but I think it's it. it's a really, it's such an interesting thing that he threw that out as an improv in mm. the moment. And, and yeah, they, they added it to the script. So. Very, uh, very interesting stuff. I don't know. A lot of cultural clash and all that sort of stuff. Stuff that kind of comes across as pretty ultimately not particularly deep, but uh, like satisfying in a narrative. But again, while being representative and covering a lot of topics, like a lot, there's actually quite a lot of broad topics in this. True. It doesn't feel too 
not a word that was thrown around at the time, like woke or on the nose or heavy-handed. It's just sort of there. It would have been called PC at the time, like I think because yeah, the writing is quite sitcom-y. It's like, cool. It's very palatable. It's very accessible. Yeah. Palatable is a great way of putting it. But even, yeah, like they're covering some pretty heavy topics, but they do it in a way that is so easy and you just go, cool, I'm, I'm with you. Whatever you're sort of saying, I'm going to not agree with you immediately, but it is very, it's an agreeable sort of film. Amenable? Agreeable. Until Kira Knightley starts Agreed. dancing in the club. Well, I said it right. The dancing in the club Her is the worst. No, so no, bad. all of their dancing. It's so bad. His dancing no, but is, I, his, I was his shoulders are out of control. <laughs> I was tunneling in on Kieran. No, no, she's bad. He's bad. Every, that whole, the whole, You know when a snake comes out of a basket it? to the charmer? It's kind of like that, but worse. It's like, guys, be as wiggly and shouldery as you can. <laughs> yeah. And they're all like, yeah. Ooh. Hey, it's Germany, man. It's I'm not just, a good scene. Yeah. With the techno beat, <laughs> definitely yeah, it's the definitely crazy. <laughs> but oh, that almost love triangle didn't work for me either. I didn't care. I was like, guys, get over it, move on. Yeah, the, yeah. the conflict between Kira Knightley and uh, Jess Minders is pretty like uh, yeah manufactured, and you're just like, ah, oh, I didn't get enough of you guys as mates as it was, and it was one of the most satisfying things. Please don't make me go through this. Like, I, I don't really need this. Yeah, you've but got I feel a, like the they, setup needs to be better to pull that off. Yeah, but also they didn't. Like, sure, it happens, but they don't push it too hard. I feel like the the love triangle is not the crux of the conflict. No. But it it takes up more time than I need it to take up. The read I got for a large portion of the film is that Kira Knightley is just mates with him. Well, she says. I think she thinks maybe they're not. And it's, it's, again, it's not really really specified. Yeah. But to begin with, so then when Jess and the coach kind of have a moment, that haven't really... No, it's just they a, almost it's just a kiss. moment. They almost it's a, kiss. it's a moment. So you then Kieran Hartley gets mad. You're like, why? We yeah. haven't seen anything. That's the, right. The most interesting treatment of that, which I, you know, I can reach for it, is I don't think it's specific to women. I think anyone can have a conversation with someone and be like, Do you like that person? Are you into? and they're like, Oh no, you know, not really. Like, you know, yeah, they're whatever. And then later you find out, oh, that's not what you meant. Like you meant it. And that's kind of like Kira Knightley's thing where she's trying to be a little bit aloof about it. Like, no, Joe, don't worry about him. He's like, you know, he's a mate. And, you know, I wish I could find someone just like him though. And it's like that's the sign that, well, of course you're into it. If you you want someone just like him, he just happens to be a coach, you know. And then later when she says to Jess Minder, I can't believe you kissed him. And then she's like, I didn't. She's like, "I, I know what I saw. And it's like. But no, you don't. So that's now the same you're as, cre- that's the same as the parents. Yes, that's of- exactly really good parallel there. Yeah, I know what I saw, even though of course it wasn't. I it? made it up in my mind. It's really good. It's a very good parallel there, and I think that's that's kind of interesting storytelling in that way. At the same time, I, I don't love that conflict. I buy that moment of him dancing awkwardly, where he then goes and gets Jess Minder, being like, "Oh, because he's oh, Irish. Help me defuse this shit, <laughs> like because oh, he's Irish." Yeah. <laughs> No rhythm. Not no for dinner. Not saying Titanic. Go on. <laughs> the Irish have a great rhythm. There is a, an ad for Google that's been on TV for like the last year. Uh, it's about an African father and daughter. Mm. And oh, which one's play AFL football? He finds her a local club and signs her up to play. Yeah. Yeah. That 30 second commercial has more heart and meaning in it. I. I First time I saw that ad, I welled up. I went, Your daughter's having wow. a blinder, and he's like, "Google, what's a blinder?" Yeah, what's a blinder? It's it's so it's so it's a little like on the nose, but it lands. Yeah. It really lands. So the emotional. with this film, I would love to see this film remade. 
because you can then, because we are in the world we are in now, you can mm. lean so much more heavily into the Indian side of things. Mm. They almost made Indian culture look so boring in this film and yet it is so colourful and vibrant and beautiful and yeah. you could play so much more in that, especially with the wedding. Um, oh, yeah. It would be love. I'd love to see this. Remake. There's a lot more you could do now. Yeah, it's the opportunity for the wedding, I'd agree. Yeah. But again, you know, it was made in, in 2002. 2002. Yeah, yeah. For six um, million dollars, it sure. had to be baby steps to kind yes. of be like, we yeah. can't yeah, show yeah, too yeah. much of this. I think there's a, there's <laughs> definitely a degree to which it's like Jasminda's boredom at the traditionalism does come across as it being like, oh, it makes it look like this sucks. Like, right. Whereas I think there's some beauty and vibrancy in it, but she has to be oppositional to it. You know, well, yeah, she's playing a teenager who's sick of her family. It's like regardless of where their family's from. Yes. Yeah. And then every time they show the food and you're like, oh fuck you. Yeah, it looks so good. <laughs> be less aggressive about the food. <laughs> oh, it does look good. Give me that food. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and and the dad has this like lovely little corner bar in the lounge room. I'm like, he's just trying to be British, you know. Yeah. That's that's cool. Fixes himself a little whiskey. It's nice. (laughs) It's a nice moment. It's true. It was, you know, in that same direction of, yeah, right, we should give it a go, I think, because I can hear something down there. I might have left it down there from last time. The butler in a pantry with a mic. Lock him in. The butler's pantry. This is my new bit. I'm going to take yeah. that pause we'll now the and pantry. I'm going to fuck your day up with it. Oh, oh. Sorry. Wow. I'm going to fuck your day up with it. Okay. Sorry, no, Frank. The aggression is still there. The intention <laughs> is still violent and it scares me. I can see your eyes from here. It's I know pantry. what you're thinking. Yes. You're Sorry, right. Tom, your pantry, what have you got? Uh, simply just that the uh, director of this movie then, uh, Gurinder, um, sorry, I forgot my last name, Gurinder Charter, goes on to make Bride and Prejudice a couple of years later. So it was uh, yeah. sort of, you guys remember this? Yeah. And it was kind of like the idea of trying to uh, capitalise on the surprise success of this film. Oh, Indian British culture, Indian culture in general can be a success. It, it made some money but wasn't particularly successful. Mm-hmm. Sort of was the end of that suggestion of things. Um, a shanty's in it. I didn't know that. Is she really? As a shant, like as herself. Oh, well, well, I mean, she. I oh, it doesn't matter then. <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite Ashanti song? For the song? uninitiated no, Ashanti. That's a good point. See, my days are gone without you, but I'm loving when I'm with you. And at the end, I keep on running back to you. <laughs> She's also in Resident Evil 3. I want to say Apocalypse. Maybe extension. I All watched it. these things I would know her from. <laughs> yes. You haven't seen the third Resident <laughs> Evil? It's. Awful, but she is in it. I think she gets eaten by zombie crows. Anyway, sure. It's a weird movie. Sure. Um, but then it goes on to direct um, Angus Thongs and Perfect Snogging, which is a movie that was pretty big for uh, young women of my generation in 2008 or 2009, you know, when I was about 15, 16, and was more about like young white British girls and sort of dealing with similar things to do with like adolescence and growing up. Aaron Taylor Johnson's first movie, I believe, Angus Thong's A Perfect Snogging. He's the um, love interest in that. Really? One of the only times he's English except for Bullet Train when he stole my accent. How old was he in that? Oh, like a a young, young, but like he might have been like 16 or 17. But he felt that age in Kick-Ass. Yes. And that wasn't too long after though. Kick-Ass was like 2010, I thought there was a huge gap between the two. No, I think it was like two or three years later. I was Um, too busy watching uh, Win a Date with Ted Hamilton, so. Sure. Tad Hamilton. Ted. I I believe it's Tad. I think you're a tad wrong. Isn't it Tag? (gasps) 
Oh no, that's <laughs> Rachel's boyfriend in friends. Guys, it's Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do we have to resolve this now? Go it's on. Tad. It's Tad. Win a date no. with Tad Hamilton. Ted Lasso. Stop. And Ted, Tad Hamilton. Tad. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Why would it be? Why is his name Tad? I know. <laughs> But it is one time it just listener, got out of control. If I was to ask That's you guys one other movie um, from the last twenty years, though, that's had a big influence um, that has a lot of Indian culture in it, that was a huge hit out of nowhere. What comes to mind? Wait, in the last couple of years, so last twenty years. If we go, um, Bendit Light Beckham is a pretty big one. For Indian culture? Yeah, that's got, but also, like, obviously made for Western audiences and actually directed by a white guy, but, like, was made as a, a pretty big and... I'm going to say Slumdog. You're right. It's Slumdog, okay. right? And, like, I don't not, know... Not Eternals? Uh, <laughs> I was thinking, what's that one that Mindy Kaling wrote and directed with um, Emma Thompson? Uh, like the talk show host one? The really influential one, obviously. No, I know. <laughs> and it's not a good movie. I actually I, don't, I don't, know, think I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, I vaguely know what you're talking about. I'll look but, it up. But it's- Slumdog Millionaire, I do think has like in the same way that this movie is opening itself to Western audiences intentionally or or not and showing us a little bit of what this sort of culture is like. Yeah, and, and obviously that was much more pronounced with Slumdog Millionaire. It's Danny Boyle movie, you know, mm. so it's him coming off of, uh, you know, after you know years after train spotting and, and things like that. Doing Whatever else he did at that point. 28. He did um, um, Sunshine, Sun, the one about uh, the, the, they're going to the sun to try and make it. Is that Sunshine? That's, yes, I think I it's think called Sunshine. Yeah, I think you're right. And Millions, which is like a British kids film, which is all right. Uh, but, yeah, he um makes Slumdog Millionaire and that I think is kind of like I don't mean to go it just because it's an Indian movie with a British director or whatever, but, like, it does have that same sort of, I believe, cultural assimilation where it's about a kid growing up and becoming accustomed to the Western world, bringing a little bit of himself to it and uh, sort of not losing that sense of his own cultural identity. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a movie I do think of in the same terms. A crowd pleasery, massive hit, sometimes a little broad, you know, but successful. I don't know. You guys like Slumdog? Yes. Never yeah. seen it. Chris? Seen it once. Yeah. And mm. yep. Yeah, Pretty good movie. But pretty good movie. Pretty impactful. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. It was huge. It mm. was one of the most high-grossing, like, best picture winners of the last 15 years. Crazy. Yeah. It's embedded in the culture. Insane. Something about he goes on the show to win money and every question relates to his memories. I, You know, it sounds all right. Jail. <laughs> so the movie I was thinking, Mindy Kaling wrote <laughs> Late Night with her and Emma Thompson. Emma yeah. Thompson's, like, the late-night TV host. Sure. But, like, ex-stand-up and then finds her... Her humanity and humor again. This is my favorite brand of episode where it's not a bad movie, but we've just kind of run out of stuff. And we're like, what else did Mindy Carling write? And like, we've just kind of got to the point where it's like, yeah. We're on the fence back and forth throughout watching it. Um, but then. Beckham. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then this film had the worst use of Ness and Dorma I have ever seen. On film, and I went, and no, thank you, guys. Say Ness and Dorma. Sorry, not I'm not familiar with the word. It's during the it's during the final. uh, They're taking the penalty shot, and it's the uh, tenor singing the classical music singers singers on. I wouldn't dare. We can cut it if it's bad. Luciano would roll in his grave (laughs) if I (laughs) I tried. Um, But just. It was also nice. So awfully shot. Like, it, it, it's yeah. about her bending the ball 
but it's shot so poorly that the goalkeeper is running to the left. Oh, but no, then, no, 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 no. Oh, You're talking about that to, goalkeeper. Oh, the, oh, and again, gosh. that final save, attempted save from her is Bad. I love that shot. It's one of the only shots in the movie I like. The goalkeeper ruins it. Yes. I, agree. I think I f- it's actually pretty. <laughs> I, I'm like, I like this idea of it going around them. I like the way the camera's taken out. And you watch the goalkeeper and you're like, no, 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 come on, commit. Please yeah. do something more. Yeah. That's and just it, bad yes, direction. Again, I agree. But also, got, like, it's like they had one take. But they must have yeah, filmed it in like slow motion or something. Uh, or like, so she's going, like it's not rehearsed no, in real time. It looks like someone pretending to do slow motion. Yes. Yes. That's exactly what it looks like. But the the obvious symbolism there that does register for me is when it, it cuts back and it's her family there and they're standing in the way instead of the other teammates who she's got to bend it around. And, of course, her whole life has been her up to this point trying to bend around this family. Yes, yeah. trying to show, like, the whole point of – and not knowing fuck all about what it means, but presumably the point of bending the ball is you kick it, it looks like it's going one way and then it changes direction midair and it's kind of like a deceptive kick, right? Like there's something there. Marcus no. is shaking his head. For I, tell me about the shot. No, the I 100% agree, me. but I just think that's the stupidest thing. Tom, of course, no, if no. you're... That's not it. <laughs> but go on. Mark, no, Marcus what is said it? it's not What do you think it is? <laughs> Frank's well, the, on. Ball, the ball doesn't just change direction. No, 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 no. I'm not saying it's like the wanted bullet. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's, what, you that's what you but described. But I'm saying that you, it's kind of like, the, you, presumably. If when you're you, kicking towards goal, you kick to the left, but it actually curves to at least center or to the right. Yeah, it's it's a deceptive ball. By magic, it is, it yes. is going around the wall. Uh, sure. uh, yes, and this idea that she's kicking the shot that is suggestive of one thing and then it changes and, like, it has to be this strategic thing, getting around the family. Hmm. We haven't talked about Archie Punjabi uh, as dude, her sister. All right, Archie Punjabi is honestly. Pink. Archie Punjabi, how good is her sister? Pink. Wonderful. I think great. she's fantastic. So great. The you dynamic se- between the two sisters is great. Have you guys seen The Good Wife? I gave you the wrap-up signal like six minutes ago. Yeah, too bad. <laughs> Archie Punjabi as uh, Kalinda in The Good Wife is fantastic. I had no idea she was British. I watched The Good Wife years ago and she's really fantastic in that and turns out she's actually British. Good stuff. In it. In it. In it. We're all love British. That. Yeah, I love it. Is anyone... Get <laughs> your tongue out of my ass, Errol. I want to say I don't <laughs> think we've thrown in the pal for the last four weeks and I just yes, think... we have. Have we? Yeah, I threw it in last week. Yeah, I mean, us, though. (laughs) (laughs) The people that matter? That's fine. That's fine. Go on, do it. (laughs) I'm so sorry, Frank. I love you so much. This has been the most wonderful session. I've I've loved hanging out with you guys. I can't wait to come back next week. (laughs) What was Um, everyone's score real quick? Still at 5.7. Well, I just had a bunch of numbers. What was yours? Uh, I think I was at like a 7.6, I think you were. That's good. Thanks for listening to Throwing the Power. My name is Frank. My name's Tom. My name's Marcus. And I'm Chris. And that was the last episode of Throwing the Power ever <laughs> done. Frank has just left the group. Never happening. Frank doesn't <laughs> like us anymore. This is difficult for him. I'm so sorry to everyone, all you Frank heads out there. Hug it out. Hug it out. Good night, babe. Do it. Through in the